Welcome to another episode of Driving, of Driving to, to the, the Race with your favorite hosts, Larry and Dinelia. Yeah. Woo! Felt natural, honey. <laughs> Getting the hang of it. <laughs> Getting Couple hundred more shows. I know. I know that you were trying to <laughs> mess you up, mess me up, but I didn't let you. I know what you were doing. <laughs> Tickled your pantsy. <laughs> so there's thunder and lightning and a storm right now. So you probably hear it. Yeah, we ran out of excuses to put off doing our podcast. We weren't putting it off. How did you we do were it? Distra- we were weren't exactly, I would say, putting it off. But we were doing things, but not that. Yes. So that kind of counts as putting it off. Not really. We put it behind it wasn't doing... Because like really We put it behind to. doing things like eating. Yes. We and ate. Sleeping. We put sleeping. it behind sleeping. Yeah. Celebrating. Um, New Year's. And we stayed up till midnight, right? Mm-hmm. We had yeah, a workshop. Yeah. yeah. Those things took and Sunday precedent. Dinner. Sunday and dinner. Heart, the pure heart. Pure heart sitting. Yeah, we were going to do Sunday. it before. We were going to do it just before the pure heart sitting, which is happened. Sunday at 11. And then um, after we drank our morning coffee. coffee and toast, we looked at the clock and we had 45 the, minutes. Yeah, that wasn't good. So we had to choose between recording a, very a podcast, short podcast. <laughs> or having a long one that stretched into it, mm-hmm. which would be a very boring podcast to listen to when we'd be quiet for yes. after 11. Yes. We would just be thinking things and then no mm-hmm. words. Mm-hmm. And then every now and then Phoebe would bark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what would you like to talk about today, darling? Now, today, you know, I had a whole list on my boy- whiteboard uh-huh. and I just wiped it clean. Why did you wipe it clean? I'm not sure. You weren't interested in those things anymore? Not as interested in as I was when I wrote them down. <laughs> yes. It's like, they were so last year. They were so last year. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. pretty much how it felt. Yeah. So some of the things I've been noticing were, um, you know, we watched a few movies. One of the movies that we watched that I thought was just awesome the matrix re- resurrection <laughs> i thought it was a terrible movie i don't know how oh you could not like gosh. it well would you like to hear why i didn't like it if it's entertaining sure tell me what's what's, ooh, what's you ooh, didn't like about it ooh, how about i just like tell you what it. i did like about it okay so um what's it called the uh, spoiler alert if you want to watch the matrix you haven't? Uh, you better, and you haven't, then don't listen to, and you don't want to spoiler alert, you need to stop listening because we're not going to take care of the spoiler alert. We're going to spoil everything. Yeah, we'll probably, well, I mean, if you're, with with the review like you're giving it, I don't think we got to worry about spoiler alerts. <laughs> if you're, if you're, if well, you're I'm really excited. Watch if you're really excited you about this movie, just go watch it. Yep, if you're not interested it. or excited, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. And even if you are excited and interested about it, the movie only gets better by having some details. If you say so. <laughs> we were watching it, and there were two or three times you said, Did you see that? Did you see that? And I was like, What? what? Did I see what? what? Did what? I see what? Yeah. And uh, you had to rewind it for me. You only get like, Split One second. second or half a second to see what it is that they're teasing you with. Yes. You don't even know you're being teased with this unconscious mm-hmm. program. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if I call it unconscious program. It's an unconscious reveal. Yes, unconscious reveals. Right. It gives your body the hint, but not your brain. Something like that. It yeah. gives your higher self, basically your more expanded self, knows what's going on, and your other self, the little bit smaller one, it's going, oh, I wonder what happens next. <laughs> Yes. So that's what I liked about it. I liked that it had those things in it that you could find. And mm, conscious programming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I also liked the mishmash of real, perceived real, real real, real outside of the movie, the actor's lives real, and in the Matrix real, and in the Matrix Matrix real. So it was like all realities were mishmashed in it. I really liked the very first one. 
I liked the other ones, but I couldn't understand why nobody could get two things from these movies. One of yeah. them that Agent Smith was one, and the other one was that they never actually left the Matrix. They had never actually left the Matrix. Even when they went to Saigon or whatever, and they allegedly disconnected from the Matrix, they hadn't actually left the Matrix. It was it was a location to keep the people who wake up wake up occupied occupied and busy and often regretting that they actually moved out. <laughs> In the case of that Matrix, if you had to pick red pill, blue pill, you'd. I mean, why would you pick the miserable Matrix? Exactly right. So there but were two do. matrices. Yeah. Um, and even the third one, when he went to the the very last movie before this one, when he went to the robot land, where well, the AI robots and everything were there, and he connected with those. There was that one was supposed to be in the wet awake area, not in the matrix. But of course, he was in the matrix, and that's why he floated in the air and everything. Because that was part of it too. Um, then this one, they do a full turnaround, and they go back to the original matrix. It's a little bit of a redo, redo. And they incorporated his memories of the original story by making him think he'd written a game called The Matrix. Right. That's why it was up in his mind and stuff. But, yeah. Yeah. And anyways, but anyways, it's like, yeah, there's just different matrices. And the little bit about bringing in real-life details of the actors' lives um, into the movie to pull you into... The other matrix that you're looking at these other movies from, which is our matrix, which is also mm-hmm. an illusionary world, right? Many well, you say illusionary, but what do you mean when you say that? Because many times I think people look at it when they say, oh, it's an illusionary world, that means it doesn't matter. Is that what you think? It doesn't matter if it's That's illusionary? That's what most people think. When you say it's an illusionary yeah. world, it's like, it's irrelevant, doesn't matter. Mm, interesting. Because the um, Matrix world, it's just a computer program, it doesn't matter. Mm. So what do you mean when you say an illusionary world? What do I mean? Yeah. It means that it's all made up, it's not real. What's real then? You're real. Your awareness, consciousness is real. As in illusionary in the sense of like a dream. And the dream, when you're in the dream, feels very important in the center of your universe. And real. And real. And then you wake up and you go, oh, that was a dream. It's like that. It's pretty that, actually. It is that. <laughs> I mean, in, the, in India, some of the Buddhist, I can't remember what teachings call it, the Maya world, the illusionary world. And there's a lot of people in the shamanic in the Machi shamanic lineages, I don't say just shamanic anymore because, you know, there's so many cultures and yep. so many different types of uh, wisdom keeping and travel and skills that we generally say shamanic, but that word has been abused and people just assume that every single Native American uh, tribe has the same teachings when that's not true. No. It's far from true. Far but anyways, rant over. Going back to the whole illusionary thing, it's a created thing. Um, it's created moment to moment and it's very, very pliable. But we do have very strong rules of engagement within this game, this matrix or this illusionary world. We have very strong rules of engagement. Speaking of which, I have two courses on that one. You have two courses on the rules of engagement. Yeah, my favorites. I know when I I remember when I when I went through those courses, I was like, oh my god! It's all laid out. It's all laid out. Work out, works out, or how it works. Yep, I love those courses. Yeah, inelebens.com store rules of engagement or probably rules of entry for the new paradigm as well. Right, both excellent. Yeah. So if Neo had been reading some of that, well, he kind of goes, kind of figures that out through the movies, that the rules of engagement are X, Y, Z, and in the Matrix, here's the rules, but they are malleable. Just like here. If you can step out of 
the, the cultural agreement or the program, mm -hmm. the then agreement. you don't have to follow all of the rules. Well, all of the rules of engagement. How can they be called even rules of engagement if they're not? Well, I guess rules are meant to be broken. Is that what it means? No. No. Rules doesn't mean it's fact. Rules it's just mean guideline? Guide, you know, it's a rule is that something you follow. We all right. agree to follow. Yes, we all agree to follow. And so if you change your mind about agreeing to follow, then, then what happens? Then it stops working for you. Yeah, but what about everybody else? Don't they start getting mad at you for not following the rules? Yeah, usually they delete anything that you created by breaking the rules. <laughs> oh, no. So your your um, little tamper tantrums, or whatever you might call them, is when you're busting the rules and like maybe floating. They'll like pop your balloon that you're floating on. Yeah. And if you like instantly manifest a... I think there's a huge misunderstanding about the nature of reality being singular. Hmm. And it's not. It's a group collective reality. And not just our human collective, but all the species here on this planet. All of their, they are actually part of that agreement. It's not just about Larry or Inelia or Tommy or Or what Laura. Tommy wants or Laura wants. It's not just about what you want. You are the king of all reality. No. You are here as a collective consciousness. And the con collective consciousness is the ones that pretty much keeps to the, decides what the rules are. So if tomorrow everybody on the planet knew that you could float and fly anywhere you wanted... Sort of like when you're dreaming. You would. You could. Yeah. Right. But you have to convince everybody else, too, to agree to a change in reality. Yeah. And now we're getting somewhere because that's how you create a matrix. Yes. How do you convince everybody to shift their reality to a different one? Uh-huh. How? You take the red pill. <gasps> <laughs> but... You red just pill. change the matrix. You don't get out of the matrix. See, the red pill that Neo took put him into a reality that sucked bad. But then it also gave him a lot of power over the reality of the blue pill reality, right? It gave him a lot well, of power. Well, by spending over time it. in the red pill reality, he could um, give less meaning to the blue pill reality, yes. less, uh, less uh, solidity. Yeah, less solidity, uh huh. So, and then in this movie, he takes blue pills every day, two or three times a day. Yeah, he has a whole bottle keep, full of blue yes. pills to keep him in the blue pill reality yes. because uh, his psychologist told him he needed to. Yeah. It was quite funny. <laughs> so he's taking these blue pills, making sure he stays in, really, trying really hard to stay in blue pill real. Yeah. But red pill real starts infringing because he spent too much time in red pill or what? It just, it's in his awareness field, so he's gonna get there in, eventually. The pops in, the pops in. Yeah. But the red matrix is still a matrix, and the person watching the matrix is still in a matrix. And I think that's what they were trying to maybe tell us, you know, we're putting in details. Real life of, details yeah. of the real life actress's life in there, yeah. mixed in with the movie's life, and yeah. the video game life, and the new red pill reality and the new blue pill reality because all the reels were changed remember and we'd like to say that the matrix the whole movie is about larry no it's not yes, yes it's the whole matrix movie is about larry there's no. at least 20 coincidences no 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 that's not, that's not moi someone else in the uh, communities of <laughs> writing things has found 20 Amazing similarities, like he's a boy and Neo's a boy. Yeah. Yeah, they're both a boy. Yeah. yeah. They both have narrow faces in the yeah. movie yeah. and light-colored hair, things like that. <laughs> it's like uncanny resemblance. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. We're just making fun because some dude that is one of these disinformation guys is sure that the whole Matrix movie is about him and his mate. <laughs> yeah. It's just so laughable. Well... It's, it is, it is and it isn't. Okay, tell me about it. So, it's one of those things when you read wonderful, beautiful fiction, no matter who's the author, is a wonderful, beautiful fiction true or not true? 
I don't understand what that got to do with it being about some person who lives in Los Angeles. Well, because in that wonderful, beautiful fiction of his, he's the star of the show. Oh, yeah, the hero of the story. Yeah, and if you like when, the story, when of course you need a hero yeah. of the story, and you might as well have him reflected in movies and things, because, I mean, that makes a much better story. <laughs> when one of my kids was really small, he was about three years old, I walked in t on him playing with this um, cardboard sword, and he was running around the room saying, and the hero of the story goes over and stabs the dragon. And the hero of the story, oops, drops the sword. <laughs> the hero of the story picks up the sword and runs to his horse, you know, <laughs> and he was running around saying this. And I thought, wow, that is so wise, man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what I was talking, what I was speaking to is like, if you're enjoying your fiction and this matrix is fiction, what's the difference about? embellishing your fiction a little bit <laughs> once in a while right yeah <laughs> no harm no foul you aren't going to go anywhere bad that's true so you know if you're listening to that and you're enjoying the story and you think and, it's about you <laughs> and you think it's about you it why not is. it probably is i thought it was hilarious you thought it was hilarious yeah especially seen as the Matrix, this one felt very I, me, and myself, the mm. energy of I, me, and myself, and that guy who um, talks a lot of mis disinformation is all about the I, me, and myself also. What is a disinformation person for? I mean, do you think it's they're all voluntarily, the or do you think they're all, they're, yeah. some of them are like uh, At some witless. level they all know. At oh. some level they know. They know that some of the state is bad and they're passing it on anyway because it's cool. Some of them, no. It's more like, do you want to have money, fame, sex, or we'll kill you? They fall for that and they consciously go for disinformation. Mm. We'll make you famous. Okay, what do I have to say? This. It's Quite true. Conscious. It's true. There's plenty of people who will, like, you say this, that'll make you famous. I was even listening to Mr. Trumpy boy. The one he that said works. the same thing, remember? Yeah. He said, they, they told me I, I should say this and people will like it. And I was like, eh, they're not going to like it. And I was like, he was like, that sounds stupid. I don't think anybody will like that. And then he went to a rally and he said, he okay, said I'll give it a try. And he said it. And I think it's like, let's make America great again. Something like that, right? And it, he said, and everybody loved it. <laughs> so I said it again <laughs> and every time I said it everybody loved it so I just kept saying it <laughs> kind of like that yeah pretty much it's, it's conscious he's barked to that tiny barking at the eagle yeah he's keeping the eagle away from the chickens yes. if the eagle gets hungry enough he can go have a fish yes but he don't get any of the chickens right. unless the chickens decide they want to be dinner in which case it doesn't matter it's what matter tiny what you does do. Doesn't matter what we do. You go chase the chickens and put them yeah. and tie them up and the window will break. Yeah. So, anyways, our Matrix has a dog in it that's <laughs> barking. Sorry, guys. Is it showing up? Yeah, it'll show up. Let's see. I'm sure Sandra will do her best to <laughs> remove the woo, 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 woo. It's Tiny learning how to bark. Yes. He's such a cute little boy. He's such a cute little giant boy. Yeah, he is the size of Lucy's height. Yes. But he's nowhere near her girth, width, no. strength. No, not yet. But she and he are quite fond of each other now. Yes. Remember how they wanted to, like, well, she wanted to kill him and he wanted yes. to lick her to death? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Now they kind of, like, chew on each other to death. Yeah. In a nice way. Yes. So, anyways, um, with regards to the people who get hijacked, some of them, all you have to say, they're bad, you know, they're, 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 they're the, the, the misinformation promoters have to say is, oh, you're so important, you're so wise, you're so intuitive, you know exactly what's going on. We're going to get you some more information. They go, oh, yes, 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 yes. So they become attached to their source, and then their source is giving them stuff that they can't get anywhere else, so they're a very important person. Yes. And no matter what their source says, even when it kicks their little bells off, they're like, what difference can't is it right, yeah. yeah. My bell's got to be wrong. Yeah. I can't possibly be wrong. I'm so wise, man. They picked me. I'm the one. I'm the one. I I'm am so wise. the chosen one. I'm the chosen one. 
And I'm so wise. There's I'm no very way discerning. I'm ever wrong. I'm very never discerning. wrong. Very I'm discerning. never wrong. Yes. I'm never wrong. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, it's still an entertaining story sometimes. Yeah. But I haven't actually tuned into that particular story for a couple of three years. The Matrix? No, the other one. Oh. The fellow. Oh, yeah. Gosh. <laughs> I loved reading it for a while. <laughs> like, just... like in 2010 or something. Yeah. Did you yeah. have a good giggle? Or did you? I had a good giggle and I was like, how come that didn't happen again? <laughs> God, it darn it. Bait, man. Oh, no, because yeah. it was an internal event. Oh, that was an internal event? I well, thought the one dragons... Of, um, the dragon's family that is putting all the bad guys in jail, they're going to postpone it until next year or something. Yeah, that was because of um, the plan's always changing. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, it's a collective thing. Things are always changing, so all of the things, it. you know, have to postpone it. It might happen later. It's going to happen. Yeah. It's just when the situation is ripe. Okay. So what did you like about The Matrix? Well, I, what I liked was that it held the notion that the reality you exist in yourself right now is also Matrix. And it demonstrated how many different levels of Matrix um, can seem real or can seem real and you know you also know they're not, kind of, mm-hmm. simultaneously. So he was holding four or five different realities that were all consequential in other words they had the consequence of death involved Mm -hmm. because he could die in the matrix and he'd die in the other matrix that Mm -hmm. he was in so they were consequential but they were separate also so it feels like exploring a couple different paradigms you know Mm -hmm. coexisting Mm -hmm. in more than one matrix simultaneously and knowing that as the observer of the movie there was a other matrixes happening. Mm-hmm. You know, like Did the you... author of the movie and the, the actors in the movie also have real lives. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, we're watching movies and you see an actor, it's like, oh, that actor is so cool. I like that actor so much. They're like, I want to be the best friend with them. But then if you read about their real life, you find out they're kind of like, horrible, icky person. Yeah. And you're like, my God, it's kind of, how do you, yeah, how do you reconcile that? Yeah, it's happened a lot in Hollywood. And I was watching a movie with Fred, and we were looking at those actors, like, wow, I like that actor. I said, yeah, but that one's terrible. And he says, yeah, I know. I'll try to forget that part, because it makes it easier to watch the movie if I don't know that part. (laughs) Oh, my God. But it's true. It is true, yeah. Because we put actors and actresses on a pretty high pedestal. Not all of us, but, you know, a significant number of them. Well, you look at me like that for... (laughs) What does that mean? The well, actors are the royalty. The royalty. The actors are the royalty of the colonies. So explain. <laughs> explain. So the royalty, um, the upper echelons of society in Europe, are the ones that people, are, the media, the large mass media, mm-hmm. and the churches and everything that controls the masses focus their attention on for the masses to be distracted, right? And not aim too high and live precariously through their royalty, right? Um, and, of course, That's in the colonies, there ain't any... grow up wanting to be princesses and things. Yeah. So, in the, in the colonies, there, are, there is no royalty, so they decided to make actors and actresses the royalty of the colonies. So they serve the role of royalty. Yes. So people Europe. get focused on them. And, and they have that fabulous them. life with yeah. untold riches, etc., yeah. etc. Et yeah. How come those um, act, those actors, mm, I can't say the word actors because that's literal actors, but like the royalty and the actors, why do the royalties seem to behave or misbehave so poorly? Behave so poorly. Huh? You know... Well, that all this stuff is coming out, you mean? Yeah. That the nasty stuff they've been up to? Yeah. Both royals. I think the royals and their nastiness has come out for, I mean, that's been out for a long time. Yeah. Is that why you think they diminished in importance? Because yes. they couldn't 
They well, couldn't hold the magic as well. You may think but that although... they diminished in, in importance, but actually if you go to one of their countries, say the Spanish royalty in Spain or the English royalty in England, you'll see that they're top tier still. They haven't diminished at all. They have. No, not really. Yeah, because they don't control the government. They don't control the off they of their did. heads. They never did. Well, they said they did. Yeah, but it's a false history. Hmm. Well, why do they misbehave? So, why do they behave so poorly? What do you mean? How do they behave so poorly? What do you mean? What are you saying? Oh, you know, things like adenochromes and pedophilia and marrying their sisters and just nastiness, you know? I said to control them. That's how they're controlled? Yes. By their nastinesses? Yes. So the ones they put there are susceptible to that particularly? Or they just yes. happen to be there? People that are there are of a tendency that they're susceptible to that? Or and what? the ones that will not submit to it get killed wouldn't, off. Or they wouldn't go along with it either. They, don't, they get killed off. Like Lady Diana, she said no and she was killed off. Well, I guess that's a carrot stick thing. What do you mean? I mean, do it or we'll kill you. That yeah. means. And I guess they haven't hidden that either. Nope. But people prefer their blue pill. Yeah. And the royalty is a wonderful thing with lots of golden gems and a thing to look up to. Yes. And movie stars the same. Yes. Even if he knows that they're not. Oh, well, those are kind of falling down off their pedestals all over the place. Remember when we talked about some years ago that everything's going to become more visible? Oh, that, Remember that's that? The, that is Razor Vibration. Yes. That the vibration means... is the volume of things, so you cannot no longer hide them. And then you literally have to make a conscious choice of where you're going to be, what you support, what you, know, what you think is okay and what you think it isn't okay. Right. So for some people, these things come out about actors and royalties and things, and they go, oh my gosh, devastated and gutted. I can't watch their movies anymore. I will never listen to that person again. Their That's music. just not right, and they should go to jail. right? And other people make excuses. Well, that was the times, you know, so they, that, that, that was the, the age, times, that was the, the age. That's the way guy. things were, you know, and it was fine then. And, you know, well, that was what everybody did, or they were forced to do it. Or that's not what they actually mean. They mean something else. <laughs> I know they're saying that, but they actually mean something else. <laughs> and that just propagates the matrix, that matrix. So you see the, the choices, right? Because you know deep down inside what you can and cannot accept. You just know it inside. And what you can support and not support, or what you can subscribe to and what you can't subscribe to. Everybody knows that. That's their that's their freedom. So can you say? So are you saying if we're watching a movie and we know the actor is a nasty boy or a terrible girl, and we're watching the movie and it's a really good movie, but the actor is just like pulls you out of it? Sometimes, Just, you know, they're sleazy, they're bad actors, and their sleazy nastiness comes through. It doesn't matter what their role is in the movie, it just comes through, and you just can't do it, you know? <laughs> but some actors are good actors, even though they're absolute nutters and assholes in real life. They're good actors, and it's like, for example, what's that guy's name? It's a really short actor from um, that movie with their planes in the past, and... What's his name? Danny uh, DeVito? No. No. Um, there's some, some Scientology guy. L. Ron Hubbard? No, the actor. A L. Ron Hubbard actor? No, the actor, not Reynolds Hubbard. And Dune? No. <laughs> what? <laughs> what movie the are you talking actor, about? The actor that played with the speed uh, planes and... What's it Speed called? Planes. Yeah, the, 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 the jets and the, being a pilot and everybody wanted to be a pilot when that movie came out. Oh, Maverick. What's his oh, name? Oh, Top Gun. Top Gun, yeah. <laughs> What's his name? His call sign's Maverick, honey. No, not him. Oh, his, his red pill life or his blue pill life? No, 
Yeah, the 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 blue pill the him. His blue pill reality. Mm. Well, I don't know which one it is the red pill reality. What is I don't that actor's name? Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Oh my god! I'm just trying to figure really? out what level really? of real you really? want me to answer at. <laughs> his call sign is do Maverick. Like, do you like the movie Top Gun? Very much, yeah. Yes, I watched it. A what do you think times. about Tom Cruise? I try not to follow, find out too much about him because I like the movie. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, right? Yeah. So some actor, he's a good actor. I mean, I don't care if he's an actor, he's an actor, and he's in a cult, and he's you know done bad things in life, mm. really bad things in life. Okay, but he's an excellent actor. When I say really bad things in life, it's not like we're talking about like those royals, you know. As far as I know, and I got to know a lot about him, right? He didn't go that far. He never sexually abused a child. Okay. Right. Or murder anybody. But he did turn a blind eye to physical abuse of the that church's uh, members. Yeah, he probably doesn't want to believe. Maybe? Yeah. Willful ignorance. Yeah. I think that was a word we learned yeah, this week. Yeah, willful ignorance, willful ignorance, but yeah. also um, the 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 aggression, like bullying people. He's a bully, right? He's a total bully. Oh, I heard. Yeah, I did mess up, and I heard him on his set talking crap to everybody about their mass and yeah, gonna he's a bully. Fire them all, and yeah, yeah. he's a super bully. Yeah. So. I don't want to watch the movies no more. No, that kind of ruined it. But, <laughs> for example, that Top Gun, you'll still watch it, right? The new one? No, the old one. There's a new one coming. Oh, my God. You're going to watch it, aren't you? <laughs> you are totally going to watch it. I'm going to talk crap about you're the actor, gonna, probably, while I'm watch watching it. it. It's like, oh, man. So what I a great movie. This, that guy's terrible. I knew he was a bully, and I knew that, you what know. What about that movie? But the movie, do you remember that movie where everything starts again over over again with the aliens? Live, die, repeat. Yeah, yeah that one. He's excellent in that movie. Well, it's excellent. Because he started well as a movie. freaking asshole, right? Yeah. And so he's like, yeah, he's an asshole. Yeah, yeah. So you can totally get dra- sucked yeah. into the the matrix. And then he evolves. In the movie, he evolves and becomes something very different. So I'm able to watch that movie, right? Because he's a good actor. But yeah, there's a movie he's made that I just can't do it. I just can't go This there. one, though. Did you ever watch that one? Eyes, uh, Eyes Wide, Wide Shut. Shut. That um, one's all about the nasty, evil bastards. Yeah. And their, um, their um, ceremonies and satanic ceremonies and secret ceremonies, all the other kind of crap. Oh, yeah. No, I've never seen it, I don't think. Hmm. Was it a good movie? Well, I didn't watch it all or remember much of it either but it's it's um used as an example of what it's a kubrick stanley kubrick remember we talked about him a few years a few podcasts ago he did the movie about the moon thingy oh yeah same um director Mm -hmm. but this one was exposing the insides of the secret societies and their satanic ritual abuses and things like that they were playing key parts and all of that so maybe he did do some of that nastiness but you don't think so i don't know when i look at it he's just a good actor he's a good actor and a mean guy and a bit of a bully he's he's a bully he's He's a bit righteous i mean myself i mean myself yeah but like we were saying before that's kind of the what you need for that role to be the Queen, king of the light, yeah. dark reality through right. the movies. Right. So if you want you one of those, you need that. Yeah. You need to be controllable yeah. by those things. If yeah. those things didn't matter to you, then you wouldn't do it. You wouldn't be controllable. You won't get anywhere in that. You won't be raised in the echelons of the royalty, the movie royalty. Mm. Right. I mean, there's people who are extremely famous. I've never even, I don't even know who they are, but people talk about, uh, what's that family that, the men who are attracted to that family want to be women? What is that one? That's the uh, Kardashians. Oh yeah, that's it, yeah, the Kardashians. It was really funny because somebody said, oh my gosh, all the men, poor men that go to that family, they they all get corrupted and want to be women after they're there. 
I said, no, 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 no. They began that way. They wanted to be women. That's why they joined that family. Oh, really? And it's like, oh, <laughs> well, that changes things a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. It's a bit of a it's a bit of a strange world. That's the that's the thing. The Matrix. That's kind of what I liked about it. Is it calls it into question, but that also calls into the question um, how much attention and not attention, but how much power you want to give to those rules of engagement, you know? Yeah. That in order to be royalty, you need to be sleazable. Mm-hmm. We talked a little bit about that before in one of the previous uh, podcasts about how some of the actors are made, like the very macho, and they're made to wear, like, fluffy oh, princess yeah, dresses yeah. The, um, and makeup. Humiliation ritual mm. so that they're impervious to criticism. Mm. So that... Um, they can do their job and it doesn't matter when they make themselves look ridiculous. Mm. They'll still do it. Doesn't doesn't phase them. It's like, yeah, I've already walked around there wearing a dress. Because I know if I was when I was in high school, mm-hmm. not high school, grade school maybe, kindergarten, something mm-hmm. like that. If the very thought of having to go in front of people wearing a dress would be enough to like collapse into a pile of nothingness. Like really? you'd rather die than do that, honey. Wow. That's how big of a thing when you were younger. Mm-hmm. It was at least in me. I don't know about everybody else, but or you know, you have a dream like you're naked in school or something like that. Yeah. I've heard of those, but I can't remember having that dream. Mm-hmm. But the thought of having to go somewhere with girls' socks on. Girls' socks. <laughs> you know <laughs> my grandpa who was an alcoholic, so much so that I honestly don't even know. I mean, I have no recollection of him except for he's in bed sick all the time. But there's a gallon of wine next to his bed, and that's what he needs. Mm -hmm. So they don't, I don't know what, but I never, I don't know. It's just a strange, I've never, never saw him up out of his bed anywhere. Wow. But he had a giant dairy farm, and he was super energetic at one point in his life. Mm. But at that point in his life that I knew him, I never saw him out of his bed, and I didn't know what those Jugs were next to his bed till sometime later. Then I figured out they were gallon jugs of red wine. Wow. Strange, huh? Yeah, very strange. So anyway, he gave me girl socks for Christmas one year. <laughs> and you were like... What am I going to do with oopsies. these? I not only can't wear them, how can I let anybody even know that's what I got? Oh my God. How do you feel mortified. now about telling everybody the whole world you got girl socks for Christmas? How do not, you feel? I'm not mortified in the slightest bit. Yeah. If I had them now, I would wear them if they're warm. (laughs) (laughs) It don't mean nothing to me. Warm socks is what matters. What patterns on them? Eh, doesn't matter. I don't mind if there's a hole in it, for God's sakes. (laughs) But then it was really important. Right, right, right. And I'm sure if we, uh, if if you were raised in the drama, have you ever been to school, high school? Yeah, I went to. Do you remember the drama club? Yes, I was. And the the people that were in the drama club? Yeah, me. (laughs) <laughs> well, this story's not going any further. Okay, why? What happened? <laughs> <laughs> it was more of it was an interesting mix of some of the more special people would be in well, the drama special, club. Yeah. Yes, you're special, honey. Mm-hmm. But up until the point of the school play or something, uh-huh. they were maybe a bit less than um, not like the athletic guys or the uh-huh. macho and really they're the heroes you know uh-huh. the drama club guys and gals are a little bit um, undesirable feminine or <laughs> strange dressed weird you know they didn't wear the cool clothes that you're supposed to wear because oh, okay. you have to wear blue pants and you have to wear high top well, white, white shoes and you in, have to wear whatever you know here's the thing in my drama class, it wasn't a club, it's a class, right? Mm-hmm. We figured out that if we recruited the the top sports boys and the hoity-toity girls into the into the um, class and for our plays, mm-hmm. the play the when we we did the play would be full. That was good. Yeah. So Clever. that's what we figured out. So that's what we did. We recruited them. That Actually, was I was thinking. recruited that way. That was good thinking. Well, I, I didn't do the thinking. I was just recruited because I was so beautiful. Okay. 
whatever works for me. So I didn't realize that was why I was being recruited. I thought it was because I had, they thought I had skill, but it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't act. <laughs> but I looked real pretty. You look pretty in your costume. Yeah. I guess that was enough. Stand over there, look pretty. Yeah. Okay. That's it. You'll be the daughter of blah blah. And you just come in and just look pretty. Okay. <laughs> That's funny. That is quite funny. They didn't have that in our drama club. It wasn't a club, it was a class. Whatever. I got credit. Club class, whatever. Maybe it's drama class. I didn't go, so I don't know. Oh, because you were not so special? I wasn't so pretty that they needed me in a dress on the side. No, not at all. <laughs> or so handsome. <laughs> they didn't hire the, uh, the athletes. <laughs> the athletes. <laughs> Decent I know, but I'm talking about well, the drama class. There, they didn't hire the athletes to be in the drama class. Oh yeah, we got. I was an athlete too, actually. We got recruited for the for the play for the class so that the the play would be popular. Yeah, well, I'm just what? saying they didn't do that there. They just made everybody go. Didn't matter if you wanted to go or not. You still had to go. Oh really? <laughs> no, ours didn't work that way. We had to sell tickets. But the thing was, is that the people who weren't quite so popular became very, very popular after the play. And if they were in particular parts, they played really well. Mm. And they, everybody thought that was... Then all of a sudden they went from being a little bit weird to very, very interesting. Mm. Yeah, that's the culture here, isn't it? Mm -hmm. I'm just wondering where that comes from, because it doesn't seem to be natural that here. you'd be attracted to the person who's best at pretending to be who they're not. Somebody else, yeah. Like a compulsive liar. <laughs> a professional liar. <laughs> right. So you see what I'm saying is where did that come in and why is that? Is that always been, you think? Or is that a... No, that's a cult uh, program, social program for creating probably that, yeah. that mis, mis, you know, like whatever. That royalty. Royalty thing, yeah. Give them a lot of money and also somewhere plug in the... Um, fascination with or right. attraction to mm -hmm. someone who's really good at it. I had a friend <clears throat> many, many years ago. Before you go there, oh. in the royalty I saw in the cathedrals, they had mystical equipment set up in the cathedrals to glamour the king. Yes. To make them much more appearing and feeling and whatever else than whatever and whoever they were. Because they were really just a repulsive, nasty old whatever mostly yes. mostly not even very attractive and oftentimes okay. quite ugly yes but still glamoured yes. to the tens millionth degree yeah, mystically glamoured yes so what do they do here for movie stars they do the same they glamour them how how do they and do they, that they do what all technology sorts of do they use i mean it's in the church the cathedral i remember there was the sacred geometry right mm -hmm. and there was the giant pile of gold yes <laughs> and the lens and then whatever ceremony and whatever... Um, That's no longer working for them, though. No? Yeah. There's a group of people, mystics around the world, switched it off in <laughs> 2010. <laughs> right. They must have switched off the movie star one, too, because the movie stars are definitely not as uh, interesting or glamorous as they used to be. Well, you'd be surprised with the people who are following, who've watched television... The Kardashians are the royalty, you know. But only to a, a certain demographic, you know. Yeah, but there's televisions on all over the world, 24-7, on those shows. Right. So you think that the technology that glamorized them is comes through the TV? Mm. Yep. Yep. Uh, I was going to say about The Matrix, I had a friend who is it's a Hollywood girl, and she had a blind date, mm -hmm. and it was that Reed guy that plays Neo, what's his name? Keanu Reeves? Yes, him. That was who turned up for the blind date. <laughs> she said, um, he was nice, but he's a very special boy, that one. <laughs> she, she didn't quite get on, but he was like... 
different. Different. Yeah, that's the kind of thing I was saying is the actors, actors and actresses in our school, I mean, and the actors are actresses that I met in Hollywood when I worked in the restaurants. They were, They wanted to be famous. Special. Yeah, and they just wanted to be famous. Yeah, they were very they interestingly motivated. By the, by the masses. Their motivations were clear. Yeah, and They had very, very particular items about them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess it's a natural selection of those things in the ultimate. Remember yesterday we were watching, uh, you weren't there, we were watching the 20th anniversary of... Um, What's that show with all the wizards and the wizarding and the ch- 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 Harry Pottery? Harry Potter? Harry Potter? Uh-huh. It's Harry Potter. Yeah, that's what it's called. Oh, okay. So there was a 20th anniversary show, and they had all the actors that were around in it talking about their experiences when they were kids, and they showed them when they were looking for Harry Potter and looking for that girl and Weasley Boy. Hermione, yeah. And they were, had put out a worldwide casting call for anyone to show up who might be able to play that part you know yeah and searching throughout the entire world of all the people that showed up they couldn't find harry potter <laughs> and it was getting quite desperate uh-huh. and then one time one of the producers saw a commercial and they saw harry potter boy in the commercial and said that's him that's who we gotta have we gotta have him and uh he called his agent and told him to get him come in for a uh, reading or whatever they do mm-hmm. audition audition and his agent said oh no no he'll never come in because his parents won't let him they don't want him anything to do with this kind of stuff <laughs> so how did they convince him as far as he said well they just called him and he did oh, okay <laughs> even though that that agent, part yeah. they did anyway but um weasley and the other girl were Instantly, they, the second they saw them, they knew they were the right one for that part, you know? Mm-hmm. The author was involved in the whole picking the actor, actress's oh. thing. And then they tried them out together, and yeah, they got, they had good chemistry and all that. But they don't seem particularly strange. So I guess it's not universal. Mm-hmm. But they were child actors, and they were children on the set. They were showing all of them kids being kids. Maybe yeah. it was because they were Partly because they were kids when they started. Mm. But I don't know. Because that isn't true either. No. Because I know some of the kid actors have turned out pretty freaking wackazoid. And yeah. And there's a whole thing about kid actors in Hollywood. It's like, Jesus, bad. Yeah. Really bad. They didn't, they didn't, obviously they didn't say anything about it in that show. And uh, the actors don't. Well, of course they don't appear to be weird or messed up or anything like that. I really didn't do any research, so I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. We don't know. The part that's interesting about the whole Matrix thing is that there was a new paradigm, there was a new reality that they were bringing or interested in or switching from and that kind of relates to what's going on now with the split which one's that that um there's a desire to experience a new reality that has different rules of engagement how did you see that in the movie i didn't see it how did i see what in the movie what how specifically? did you see that in the movie the split and new rules of engagement in that movie i didn't see it you didn't watch it to the end either i did no. Yeah, all the way to the end. You started to get bored, you were whistling. I did not. <laughs> Reaching on your phone, looking around and stuff. I saw the movie to the very end, to the bitter end. So tell me what happened at the bitter end. The bitter, bitter end was when um, Neo and... Uh, what's her name? Um, I can't remember. Yeah. Matrix Lover are going to be cringing right now. Um, anyways, they finally kiss each other, remember? Hold hands and kiss each other. Yeah, yeah. And then they try to get out, out of the way, and he can't fly. Yeah. He can't fly anymore. He forgot it, but then she can. She picked him up and took him yeah. for a fly. 
and they've been flying away. They flew away. So she's the boss now. She's the one now. She's the one. Now, yeah. So, yeah, how you watched it to the very end? You didn't remember that scene, did you? No, I didn't. You didn't watch it to the end. No, <laughs> <laughs> if I didn't, I got kind of bored. <laughs> I thought you loved it. You I love parts loved of it. it. What I loved about it was the beginning, honey. Oh. I can love parts of a thing, and that not the boy, whole thing. The, Neo, the one that plays Neo, I can never say his name. Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves. Keanu, yeah. Keanu Reeves. Um, he played himself. I mean, he wasn't really playing Neo anymore. Neo was. Kind That's of kind of what I liked, yeah. You liked that? I liked that he was playing himself. Yeah. Not, I think, Keanu Reeves. That wasn't his name. His name was. Uh, Anderson, Mr. Anderson, whatever. Is such his such name Anderson. is not Mr. Anderson. Mr. Anderson is the. Mr. Anderson. He is Mr. Anderson. Okay, you're right. It's not Mr. Smith. No, that's that's the one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so he played Anderson. Mr. Anderson. Um, but he wasn't acting. He was just behaving like he does in real life. Right. In the way he looks and talks and everything like that in real life. That's what he was doing. So you like that part. Even I though... Uh, even though the snatches we got and glimpses of him and what he actually looked like in the movie were old bald <laughs> oh yeah the persona that everybody saw when they looked at him was some old guy <laughs> old guy bald old guy mm, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, anyway I guess I might if it's on again, I might watch it again to see if there's anything else I missed. But it wasn't a, a earth-shattering type movie like um, Top Gun, <laughs> you know, where it made everybody want to join the um, Navy and fly jets, or like Avatar, where it makes all of us want to get into a jet or a rocket and go to Mars or wherever the Nauvoo is, <laughs> hang out with the giant blue people, or learn how to transfer our consciousness into another body and borrow and have legs and whatever, you know, mm -hmm. or go explore an alien world. It's not like that level, but it is an interesting movie in that you get the sense that reality is very malleable and whatever one you're focusing on that feels real at the time is only as real as you make it. Mm -hmm. That's kind of what I liked about it. All the other scenes and the... It was mostly shoot him up and fighting. I think 90% of the movies shoot him up and fighting. So you could get all this, the special effects of all the fighting and shooting. Was there but shooting it in been, it? It could have been so much more interesting. Well, the, they did have some shooting that was like pointless 90%. shooting because they like shoot 100 bullets and it doesn't hit anything anyway. What's it's the difference? 90% of the movie was shooting and fighting. And then mostly if you shoot somebody, it doesn't even hurt them or kill them or anything. Right. Strange. Unless you're like that one special bullet, which never happened. Mm -hmm. Well, I think it did once when they were trying to explain how not real things were. Right. So, I guess the real question after all of this meandering around the thing is the reality that we exist in a matrix. Yes. The one that we're sitting down on our couch with Lucy here. Yes. The matrix. Yes. And who is the creator of that matrix? We are. Who is we? The human collective. What about the plants the and trees and stuff? And the other collectives on the planet. What about the planets? The yep, the planet too. What about uh, aliens? Uh, define alien. Not... Define alien? Yeah. Well, like Arturians or Pleiadians, those are aliens. Oh, okay. Uh, so, no, they don't have a say. How about if they're um, how about if they're um, hybrid children on the planet? Yeah, hybrid children have a say. But they don't. No. Nope. But they do through their hybrid children. If they can influence them. Can they influence them? Some of them. So they do have some. Influence, yes. but not direct. Not say direct say no. like uh, no. okay. So the planet hosts the game, which is this matrix that we're sitting in. Yes. Does the planet also host the other games, the ones where, like the astral realm, yes, or the other um, 
Yes? Yes. At what level does the planet stop being the host of the matrix that you're looking at? Like at oneness level, at past oneness level, at whatever level? I uh, don't quite understand the question, but they're all independent of each other as well as being a collective thing. So your soul, actually the planet doesn't have a say unless you listen to what the planet is saying. Mm-hmm. And then give it importance. So at a soul level, the matrix you're in at a soul level, which is like in between life level, where your soul still kind of carries your body shape, that's a upper upper astral type level mm-hmm. where the body has the same shape astral level. Yeah. that's a lower or upper astral there's no lower or upper there is too no huh? it's just a frequency thing yeah but that's that's what i mean yeah but it doesn't really it's irrelevant if you it's die a in a real? low frequency way you're going to be there in a low frequency way so it's not about upper or lower well so thought... the soul can be in a low frequency existence and in a high frequency existence okay what matrixes are hosted by Gaia what matrix uh, the solid. are these all the same matrix then the um, astral level the real life level the dream state the whatever ayahuasca states they have and DMTs and all the meditate for a year and go into oneness state that's another matrix no they're just different um, awareness of this one Different awareness levels of this matrix. Yes. And this matrix has... I'm trying to conceive of it. I'm just trying to define it in a way, you know? So you say, the wait, the waking matrix exists at all levels of consciousness. Yes. And within those levels of consciousness, there are different rules of engagement depending on your awareness, but it's yes. still the same physical matrix. Yes. And is the astral still a part of this physical matrix? Yes. At what point do you leave the matrix, this physical matrix, as an awareness? When your soul viewpoint decides to have a different experience, not a physical experience. Well, how is an astral experience a physical experience? Because the astral is made of matter, just like this one. Your soul construct is made of matter, in fact. Hmm. So it doesn't matter what you do in this matrix, you will always be in a dream within a dream within a dream. Unless you leave this matrix entirely. Yes. In which case, what are you going to have for an experience? Uh, You can have a non-matrical experience. Is there any way to conceive of what a non-matrical experience is? Something that hasn't been agreed by more than two people, or what, or at least two people, or two two sentences, two views, point view, viewpoints. So, do you have a way to give an example? No. Can you th- try and do it anyway? Yeah, I said it's something that at least two people didn't agree on. Yeah, but what kind of a thing is that? I think your power went out. Yeah, it went out. What kind of a thing is that? What kind of a thing is it that two people did it, just two people agreed on? I mean, I can't even conceive of what that means. Exactly, because you're in the matrix, honey. Can you give a for instance? For instance? Uh, give me a for instance, okay, even within the matrix of for who's, instance. Who's thinking your thoughts right now? I want to... Who's thinking my thoughts? Yeah. A medium small sense of awareness me. Okay, so who's observing the medium and small awareness sense of you? My higher self me. Okay. Who's observing your higher self? Like the Oort cloud? There, you're out of the matrix. I don't even know what the Oort cloud is, but <laughs> I've heard of the word before, but it, it looked like a so smear of white, <laughs> a smear of white yes. that was shaped like, I don't know, a wide saucer, but it gets bulgy at the ends and it has a lump in the middle, a yeah. wide, white, misty looking cloud. Yeah. That's the thing looking at the higher self. Yeah. 
That's you out of the matrix. That's what out of the matrix would look like. Yeah. You out of the matrix. From here. Like. All right. Well, how about you? What about me? Who is... Who is... What, did I, what was the question you asked me? <laughs> did you forget? I'm trying to think of who... Uh-oh. How you said the word. Uh-oh. Who's... Who's... Look, who's... Who's what? Who's what? <laughs> tell me, tell me, tell me. You're going to have to get help. Some friends write the, the questions for you. I should have wrote them down when you asked them. Who is experiencing this reality now? <laughs> no. No. Who is the observer? Who's observing what's happening? <laughs> Come on, throw me a bone, honey. Help me out here. <laughs> Take me through it again. Already. So I started with, what are you thinking? What are you? Who is, who's thinking, who your is thinking your thoughts right now? Okay. Mm-hmm. Who's thinking your thoughts right now, honey? What thoughts? I don't know. Whichever ones you're thinking. I am not. Thinking any thoughts? Mm-mm. What if I tickle your foot? Who's thinking about your thoughts now, honey? Nobody. <laughs> you're not thinking about tickles? No. Who's... I'm experiencing tickles, <laughs> which is different to thinking about them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Why is nobody thinking your thoughts? There ain't any. You don't have any thoughts? No, I don't. <laughs> Occasionally I do. This is going to make Very things a lot easier. Sometimes <laughs> I have a thought. <laughs> okay, when that sometimes you have a thought thing happens, who's mm-hmm. thinking it? It's hard to pinpoint. Yeah, it's hard to pinpoint. Who's thinking them? The Matrix is thinking them. The Matrix is thinking your thoughts for yes. you. So when the matrix is thinking your thoughts for you, who's watching that matrix think its thoughts? Me. Who's me? Who's the me that's thinking that? Me. Honey, you're outside the matrix. No. <laughs> Just like that. No. You yeah, missed. that's how you did it you to me. Stopped. No, it wasn't. That's what you did. I did not. You so totally did. I was here listening. You missed the plot. <laughs> Dang it. You lost. <laughs> you got a little bit lost. <laughs> That's about how I felt today after our um, hour-long pure heart. Oh yeah, I had to. I couldn't ever get back to me. Yeah, I had a hard time getting back into my body. I even hurt my finger in the fridge because I closed the door without taking my hand away because I was not yep. quite in my body. Yeah, so that's kind of what was happening a minute ago. So. I feel complete, honey. Feel a little bit <laughs> broken. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a little over here, a little over there. There's a lot of me over there, enjoying the outside the matrix bit for a bit. Yeah, it's nice it's over there, cool, isn't it? Yeah. It's kind of cool over there. It is really nice. Yeah. The Matrix movie is, it's nothing like that. No, nothing. It's like total that. utter crap, honey. Yes, it is. Mostly shooting and smearing things around. Yeah. A little bit of good cinematography. But really it's nothing different than... It's nothing. No. It doesn't quite reach the mark. It could have done so much better. You know, it would be nice if you write a a book called The Matrix. For reals. Oh, I could call it Unmatrixing. Unmatrixing. Unmatrixing, you kids. (laughs) <laughs> we we're going to talk about unschooling. Unschooling, yeah. yeah. That was on our list. You know, right. I just looked at our list. We never got past the matrix. Yeah. We'll do but it. the schooling we'll sort of builds time. the matrix, doesn't it? Well, no, not really. It doesn't build it. We can go into that, though, Next, in the next call. We can go about seeing how our matrix is built. How our matrix is built? Yeah, let's do that for our next call. Some of the things about how our matrix is built. I'll put yeah, it on how here. our matrix is built and how not to get trapped in it. Okay. Well, you're never trapped in it, honey. Right. So in, a, in the next week or two, we're going to have some big news okay. in our lives, Larry and me. Um, we put 
we did a little the uh, exercise, exercise that was in Walk With Me Now. The Walk With Me Now exercise about yeah, writing, writing your down your goals for the year. Yeah. yeah. And the first one, which felt impossible, kind of. It was a crickets. Crickets one, yeah. <coughs> We've been looking at that one for two years now. Mm-hmm. And suddenly it might be true in just a few days. It went from crickets, as in no, nothing. Zero, nothing. To, <gasps> sure, I'll meet you there tomorrow. Yeah. That's a big, That's shift, a big shift in one day. Yes. I mean, one day in two years. But in two years of attention, it really didn't matter. But the exercise brought it into focus. It's a little bit like the inside the matrix. Focus your attention, put it in the uh, exercise. And within the exercise of walk now, guess what? What? You're not alone. No. You have hundreds of people empowering and allies in the whole process. And nothing you get is alone. Right. It's all delivered by people. Delivered by people. So, yeah, you want to power things up. Join a powerful community who's Join not a there. a powerful bunch of allies. Not there for power over you. Exactly. Not there to absorb your power and take your power to make their life, I mean, oh. more powerful, but as allies. As allies, yeah. right. Allies and you're not there cool. to take their power either. No, you don't take their power. You are an, also an ally. Yeah. You complete the circle. Yes. Okay. I think I feel complete. Oh, good. I think I want to go for a walk. Yes. Well, I don't know about that lightning and thunder. I do feel the need to go outside a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Just get back into your body. Get back into the matrix, honey. <laughs> Now that you reminded me, I might just go lay down for a while. (laughs) (laughs) Love you, honey. I love you too.